What's up, everybody? Welcome back to This Week in Lacrosse. This is episode 14, and this week we're just going around the country with the latest news and the latest information from the last two weeks. And we're starting now. What's going on, everyone? We're back with another episode of This Week in Lacrosse. Sorry for missing last week, but I had a little bit of a cold and I couldn't talk for more than maybe a couple minutes without coughing. So I figured that probably wasn't the best way to do a YouTube video. But we're back, and because I missed last week, we're going to kind of catch up on a lot of the news and information that happened over the last couple weeks. So probably the biggest news that has happened over the last few weeks would have to be Calvert Hall out of Maryland winning the MIAA A Conference title for the third year in a row. Now, I had a lot of people ask why this is actually such a big deal. Because, to be honest, like every few years, we have teams that win three, four, some teams win many, many consecutive. I'm thinking Brother Rice out of Michigan. I think they won like 11 in a row. So it's not like things like three-peats don't happen. So why is Calvert Hall winning three in a row such a big deal. Well, I think you have to look back to a little bit of the history of the MIAA A Conference. Now, a lot of people widely regard this conference as the premier conference in high school lacrosse. And now, I know there's going to be a lot of debate and a lot of argument, and so if you disagree, or if you agree, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below, but I'm going to kind of explain as to why many people feel this way. So really, the power of the MIAA A Conference comes not necessarily in just you look at the top tier teams because there's a lot of top tier teams in a lot of conferences that can go and have gone head to head with a lot of those teams. But when you look at the sheer depth of the league from year to year, I mean, any given year, you have teams like Calvert Hall, McDonough, Boys Latin, Gilman, St. Paul's, all these teams, Archbishop Spalding, St. Mary's, Mount St. Joseph, any given year, any of these teams have traditionally knocked off another. You know, I'm thinking back to, I think it was the 2014 MIAAA Conference Championship game when Loyola Blakefield literally slipped in to the conference championship and knocked off an undefeated boys Latin team. And actually, I think I have that year wrong. So if I, when I get it, I will put the correct year up in this corner here, not this one, this one right here. So you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, say on any given day, it's a cliche, but in the MIAA conference, this is a true fact. So the fact that Calvert Hall was not only able to repeat for the third year in a row as a conference champion, but also went undefeated in the conference is a monumental feat. And it just kind of speaks to the level of talent and depth that this team had. If you look at their record kind of at the last half of the season, they dominated teams. I think they were beating teams by about 10 goals per, per game on average. It's one of those things like in the MIA conference, that just doesn't happen. You really have to go back to the 1969, 70, and 71 season to find a team that was winning three straight conference titles. Now, back then, it was known as the MSA conference. The MIAA conference didn't form officially until 1996, but a lot of those teams competed in what was considered the MSA. There was a few different teams in the league then, and they had a different format. So we can talk about that at a later point in time if you're interested. But it was St. Paul's who won it in 69, 
70, and 71. But what's interesting is they actually shared the title with a Calvert Hall and Gilman during the last two of those years because there was no conference playoff game. So just kind of looking at that team, a lot of coaches were actually texting me after Calvert Hall won the championship saying this is the greatest MIAA A conference team in the history of the league. And considering the league dates back to the 1930s, 1940s, that's pretty impressive words. But you got to give it to the uh, Cardinals that they did more than their share to put themselves in that argument, which will always be a debate. So if you have a comment, what is the greatest MIAA A conference team that maybe you've ever seen or ever heard about? Leave it in the comments below. We just got done talking about a Calvert Hall team that three-peated. Now we're going to talk about an MICDS team out of Missouri that did six-peat. The Rams beat Desmet 15-1 to win their sixth straight state championship. Graham Bundy scored six goals in that championship game, along with Thomas Niedringhaus, who's a Boston University commit, who scored four goals, and Henry Carpenter, a Penn State commit, who had three assists and two goals in the win. It's worth noting that MICDS has now won 92 consecutive games against in-state competition. We're going to move over to California for a couple updates, and the one that was most interesting to me is Del Norte. They were competing in the San Diego CIF Section 1 tournament, and they won their last two games of the regular season and came into the playoffs as the number 11 seed. So to say they weren't the favorite or a team anybody was really looking at is a bit of an understatement. So with the Nighthawks entering the playoffs with a 5-10 record, it is stunning to say they finished the year on a six-game winning streak and beat La Jolla Country Day 10-6, to win the San Diego CIF Section 1 Championship. It was a pretty impressive feat for the Nighthawks. So congratulations to them on winning yet another title. And we kind of cannot wrap up the California high school lacrosse season without mentioning Torrey Pines. The Falcons won their second consecutive San Diego CIF Open Championship. Yes, there is a difference. There's a Division 1, Division 2, and an Open Championship. They defeated Lacosta Canyon 12-4 to win its second straight San Diego CIF championship. Miles Bodkus and Bradley Liner each scored four goals, while Alex Pistorius scored three goals in the Falcons' victory. The win is head coach Jono Zisi's fourth section title since he took over the Falcons' program. So to say it was a great season for teams in California because we had teams like Torrey Pines, we had St. Margaret's Episcopal, Del Norte provided a fantastic underdog story. We had St. Ignatius Prep out of Northern California. There was championships all abound, and it made for a great storyline for the California season. If you want to see all the champions, because there are quite a few, because you have North NorCal, CIF Championships, San Diego, LA. There's a lot of champions in California because they don't do a traditional state championship. You can find that on laxrecords.com. Heading into a more recent championship, was Malvern Prep meeting Haverford School. Now, this is a game coming into it was ripe with storylines. I mean, you're talking Haverford School head coach John Nostrand coaching his last game in 26 years as the head coach of Haverford School. Now, Coach Nostrand had announced earlier in the season, before the season started, that this was going to be his last year as head coach of the Fords. And they entered this year with what I would argue as the toughest schedule of any high school team in the nation. I think it was something like 12 teams on their schedule were inside lacrosse preseason top 25 teams. So this was one of those games that 
even though it was a championship game and there's always a lot riding on it, that gave it this little bit extra because all the Fords wanted to win one for Coach Nostrand to send him out on a high note. But when you're looking at it, Malvern Prep won the Interact tournament last year. And now last year, it was the first year that the Interact decided their champion based on a tournament format. They went to a more MIAA conference playoff format. Previously, the champion was determined by the regular season. So Malvern Prep has won the first Interact tournament championship. And because of Matthew Civitelli and his goal in the second overtime, Malvern Prep is now the two-time Interact defending champion. Now it did send Coach Nostrand out on not the note that I'm sure he would have wanted and really not the note any of the Fords would have wanted, but Coach Nostrand and the Fords had a phenomenal season. They finished 17-5. and Coach Nostrand ends his career as the Fords coach with 492 career wins, but it's definitely not going to be the last we see of Coach Nostrand because just a few weeks ago, he announced that he will be taking over at Gilman School because their current coach, Brooks Matthews, had announced that he was stepping down following this season. So it's going to be interesting because Coach Nostrand has a pretty good record against MIAAA conference schools in just a little bit that Haverford School and those teams played, and now those guys are going to have to face him a couple times a year, more than likely. In what has been the biggest upset in New Jersey so far this season was Don Bosco Prep beating number one Seton Hall Prep 9-8 in the non-public Group A semifinal. That is a mouthful. It was thanks to Nate Mazurik who scored the game-winning goal with just four seconds left to send his team to the championship game where they will play the Del Barton Green Wave. Now, yeah, I did say Seton Hall Prep was the number one team because that's according to the Newark Star-Ledger, NJ.com, who had them as the number one ranked team in the state of New Jersey. Don Bosco Prep was the number 20 team. Now, it's considered the upset for obvious reasons because of the ranking, but Don Bosco Prep has been a pretty up-and-coming team over the last few years, so it's worth watching them as they face Dale Barton in the championship game on May 29th. Now, another result from the last week, Severna Park out of Maryland tied a Maryland state record with their ninth championship in program history. They tied Hereford out of Parkton, Maryland for that distinction. Severna Park is now the four-time defending champion of the Class 4A, and then there was the Class like 3A, 4A championship, but they have won the last four titles for them and head coach Dave Earl. Now, with just a few more titles, which four in a row, probably enough, but Hereford also has the state record for most consecutive championships when they won six when they won from 2008 to 2013. So, Severna Park has tied one state record with one more championship, they'll set it, and if they win two more, they'll get both records. Moving on up to Connecticut, New Canaan won its first FCIAC title since 2013 with an 8-7 win over Wilton. Now, Wilton had upset Darien in the semifinal round to reach the championship game. New Canaan goalie Carl Masbrus made 15 saves to earn MVP honors in the FCIAC championship. Overall, this was New Canaan's 10th overall title, but it was also head coach Chip Buzio's first title since he won it in 2013. So congratulations to the Rams. We're going to kind of wrap up this week with a little bit of Ohio shout out. Evan James not only helped Dublin Kaufman defeat Dublin Jerome 20-11 in the Division I region final, which advances his team to the state Final Four, but with James's eight points on five goals and three assists, 
he also became the program's all-time leader at 286 points. He passed Cam Bowdy for number one on the Shamrocks all-time list. So congratulations to Evan and the Shamrocks as they advance in the state tournament. Now to kind of do a few hot takes here, we have state championships kind of wrapping up in several states in the Midwest. Both Indiana and Illinois are going to have their state championship game on June 1st. Now I will actually be at the Illinois state championship, which it's looking like New Trier is by far the favorite to win the state title as they beat Loyola Academy last week. 11-5 in the section finals. That has traditionally been the state championship matchup probably for the last 20 years. One of those two teams have won the state title, but it'll be the first time in many years that those two have not met to determine the state championship. In Indiana, Hamilton Southeastern, which is the defending state champion, advanced again to the final four, but it's going to be interesting because they have Carmel and Cathedral, which are traditionally state powers and usually at least one of those teams make the state championship will also be in the final four along with Garen Catholic. Now Cathedral faces Garen in one half of the bracket while Carmel takes on the defending champion HSE in the other half. Got to give a big shout out to Noah Reedy of St. Xavier. He came off the bench to score three of St. Xavier's final five goals including the game winning goal and an 11-10 win over rival Archbishop Moeller. The junior scored his final goal of the game with less than four minutes to go, and that sends his team to the final four. So Ohio is getting ready to wrap up as well. All right, so that's kind of the hot takes and the latest news and information that's come out of the high school lacrosse scene in the past two weeks. Did I miss anything? Is there a story? Is there a team? Is there a player? Is there anything that I need to know about that you guys want to hear about? If so, please leave it in the comments below. And kind of as we're starting to wind down the high school lacrosse season, I'd really love to know what you guys would like to see out of this channel for the summer and the fall. I have some ideas, but I definitely want to make sure that you guys have your say and you guys get to see what it is you want to see. So please let me know either in the comments below. Feel free to hit me up an email via Twitter. You can find me at Lax Records on Twitter, Instagram. Please let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys.